Hi everyone, my name is Charlie Ifra and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm going to be discussing Tesla, the company, um, and I'm going to describe to you why I believe it might be the most valuable company in the future. And I believe it'll be uh, far more valuable than Apple, Amazon, and Google, and Microsoft for that matter. Um, and I'm going to explain to you why I think this way and why I'm seriously considering uh, buying and purchasing more Tesla stock than I already own. Um, so the way I look at Tesla is I look at it as many, many companies um, wrapped up into one. And this is different than what a lot of other people see when they think of the company Tesla. They think, oh, it's a car company or... It's a little more special than a car company because it's a, an electric car company. But Tesla is much, much more than a car company. And um, a lot of Tesla owners don't even recognize this. So I decided to do this podcast to share with you what I believe Tesla really is as a company and why I believe that it has the potential for the value that I believe it'll have in the future. So let's break it down and I'm going to list out all the different types of companies that I think are in the umbrella or under the umbrella of the parent company or the publicly traded company, Tesla. And so the first um, way I would classify Tesla is that Tesla is an energy company. And so let me explain why it's an energy company. So aside from the car, and I may say that a few times this episode, aside from the car or the vehicle, um, Tesla manufactures solar panels. So they make solar panels that are both in the form of a, a regular solar panel that you can, um, you know, take on a camping trip with you all the way to solar panels that you could install on the roof of your house. And they even make uh, shingles, roof shingles that are solar panels. So you can have a roof that looks exactly like um, a regular shingled roof, but in fact, it's made out of solar panels and those are all of the solar panels and the shingles are both available today to anybody um, uh, on Tesla.com. Uh, the other the other reason why Tesla is an energy company is because Tesla manufactures all the batteries um, that are that they place in their cars. Now, um, these batteries um, were a partnership originally with just Panasonic, um, but all the batteries are actually manufactured at the Tesla plants in partnership with Panasonic. And now they partnered with more companies like LG Chem and some other companies. Um, but they do make their own battery and they have their own battery technology and uh, they do a tremendous amount of research development in the battery space. Uh, another area in energy that Tesla, um, you know, takes part in is the uh, battery wall. I think they call it the power wall. Now, if you have solar panels, then they'll be best put to use if you could store that energy. So the sun is the solar panels panels are con collecting the energy from the sun and that energy needs to be stored somewhere. So they make these power walls um, that are basically very large batteries uh, that store the energy so that at nighttime when the sun is not shining, um, the energy will be available to power not only your car, but you can actually power your entire house. Uh, this is also a tremendous benefit if you live off grid. So people that have, um, you, know, you know, country cabins or lake houses, um, 
if they have, um, you know, um, a, a camper, an RV, uh, solar panels are something that um, will greatly benefit any, any of those scenarios. Um, so as you could see, Tesla is very heavily focused on power and energy. Um, and then they create ways to not only capture the energy, but also to store the energy. And then they also have their entire network of charging stations, which is a means to deliver the energy. So, um, like I said, Tesla in itself, under the Tesla umbrella, there's a whole um, focus on energy that uh, a lot of people are not aware of, or a lot of people don't realize how big and how valuable that part of the company is. The next company that I would say is under the umbrella of uh, Tesla is a company that's focused on supply chain. So a lot of companies that are uh, automotive companies, they don't manufacture all of their parts. Most companies like GM, Ford, Chrysler, um, they usually outsource a, a lot of the parts that are in the car. So everything from a small fuel filter to the um, motorized mechanism that rolls your window down uh, to maybe the exhaust system, those are in many cases outsourced to third-party companies and then they come to the um, plants, uh, let's say the Ford motor plant or the GM motor plant and they're assembled at the plant um, but the, um, the parts are not all made, um, you know, at the factory and by the company. Tesla um, originally started in Fremont, California, and they took over a plant from Toyota. Um, and so they were building cars in the beginning uh, in a traditional way of building cars. But over the years, they really understood uh, how to build a car from first principles. And uh, it's something that Elon Musk or for that matter, any um, really tr real trained engineer will know that when you build something, you build it. If you want to, um, if you want to build something that's radically new, you have to build it from first principles. And what first principles is is really understanding um, the or or coming to or ideation from scratch. So it's not looking at existing things in order to start your idea from. So you don't want to build a car by looking at how other cars are built. You want to build a car from first principles. So you want to think completely new and completely out of the box. The same principles are applied to the way uh, Tesla has built their new factories, which is what they call the gigafactories. Um, the gigafactories right now, I think the first one was uh, built in Nevada. Uh, then there was one built in Shanghai. Then there was Giga Berlin in Germany. Uh, and now the latest one was in um, Texas, um, I think right outside of Austin. And so um, the way these uh, gigafactories are, um, yeah, the gigafactories are, are designed is that all the raw materials come in from one side and everything happens inside the factory and on the out on the other side you actually get a complete product and so everything from the frame to the um, windows to the upholstery to the motors to the batteries uh, everything is assembled is built and then assembled in these uh, gigafactories and so Tesla is not only, re not only rethought 
the supply chain problems for every um, automotive company, but these same principles could be applied to producing any product that uh, Tesla builds or these principles could be applied to building factories for building any type of product. Uh, and that could be a product as small as a, an iPhone all the way up to a yacht. Um, there are these, this first principles thinking in how these gigafactories have been built uh, is absolutely incredible. And we will see other companies copying this. And I'm sure as Tesla builds out more and more factories, uh, we're going to see the same type of um, design. Just as a side note, it's interesting that Elon Musk decided to build a factory in Germany uh, because, uh, you know, the German car is known as like the best engineered car in the world. We see that with Audi and Porsche and BMW. Um, and now um, Tesla could officially say they're a German built car um, and the first real electric one. So it's actually a pretty neat little uh, uh, tidbit that Tesla could compete in the space of, you know, made in Germany. Uh, I find that interesting. The next company that I think Tesla really is, aside from just being known as a car company, is a, an AI company. Now, um, there are many, many reasons why Tesla is an AI company, and there are a lot of things that people should know about why and um, how ahead of the game they are than every other company that has like self-driving or autonomous driving. And so just to explain how Tesla works is they decided that they're going to build their car to recognize its surrounding solely by computer vision. And there's a difference between the Tesla approach and all the other car companies. So computer vision really means that there are multiple cameras um, around the car, built into the car, and the cameras only using vision are processing everything they see. And then they're sending that information to a central computer, which is then um, guiding the car in how to drive. Many other uh, self-driving vehicles, they use this technology called LiDAR, which is basically radar, but using lasers. So it is very accurate. Um, and it will tell you if you're too close to the car in front of you. It will tell you if there is something on the road that you should be aware of. Um, but it's not going to be able to identify the difference between you know, a tire on the road and a garbage bag. And a Tesla can. So imagine your car has to make these split second decisions and it sees like a black object on the road. If it's a Tesla, it's going to know, hey, that's a tire. Make sure to swerve out of the way. But if it's a garbage bag, uh, just drive over it. So, you know, a, a radical, you know, um, move, uh, you know, changing lanes is going to make a big difference. It could be very dangerous. So if it's a tire, that quick lane change might actually be the difference between life and death. But if it's a garbage bag, then the technology, the AI will know that it can just drive over it and nothing is going to happen to the vehicle. And so um, the way these, uh, this computer vision works is it's um, gathering all the information, the onboard chip in the car has uh, the latest update, so it knows how to react to all the signals that the cameras are sending it. Um, and then it can make the appropriate decision on, you know, lane changes, etc. Another really good example is the Tesla cameras 
if, for example, you have a cyclist um, ahead of you on the road, if the camera detects a cyclist even shifting their head, let's say looking to the left, um, the, the Tesla will know that there's a probability that the cyclist is going to move into your lane. So it's these little things that computer vision and AI is able to detect and make these little split-second decisions that other car companies um, and LiDAR are not able to do. The next company that I want to call out as a Tesla, um, could be considered as a whole company within Tesla, is their hardware company. So Tesla used to use, uh, for their central computers in the car, they used to use the NVIDIA uh, GPU. NVIDIA is one of the biggest chip, chip makers in the world, and their GPUs are phenomenal. Um, uh, Bitcoin miners use them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, crypto miners in general. GPUs are also used for AI. GPUs are also used for video gaming. Um, it's like this three-dimensional way of processing data. And uh, a few years ago, Tesla announced that they're going to replace the NVIDIA GPU and they're going to build their own chipset. And they actually successfully did. Um, they built it in a way that even older cars, older models that have the NVIDIA chipset, uh, you can simply swap that one out for a Tesla one and the car will still work uh, just as well, if not better. Um, another thing that they built onto that new computer is a second computer, which is really brilliant because what's really happening is when a Tesla is driving, the active computer is the latest version of the software. When the secondary computer, which they call shadow mode, is running a beta version of the next release. And so it's testing itself against the uh, latest released version. And so they basically use the existing fleet of cars to test the next release. And once it passes everything it needs to, they will then do that release. And by the way, these upgrades, these cars, they get their software updates over the internet. So your car could just be sitting in the driveway overnight and it's actually getting a, um, a software or a hardware um, firmware upgrade, which is absolutely amazing. The other part of uh, hardware that Tesla is involved in is they built a, a supercomputer called Dojo. Um, they don't have too much information about Dojo yet, but apparently this supercomputer is going to power, if not already, powering their Tesla AI neural network, which is also something that in the future might be able to compete with Amazon and Google uh, and Microsoft's cloud. So right now, the three biggest players in cloud are Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. And with this new Dojo hardware that um, uh, Tesla is building, um, it might give them... Um, it might give all those three other cloud companies a real run for their money. The next company that I think Tesla is, is a car company. Now, this one is pretty uh, obvious. We, we all know most people that heard of the company Tesla uh, know it as a car company. So just to give you a little bit of background around the car company and <clears throat> some history and then some of the things that are coming. So the Tesla started out um, with, they built this car called the Roadster. The Roadster was uh, a sports car, two-seater, built on the platform of the Lotus Elise. 
And the Roadster was a $100,000 car, very limited edition. They only built about 2,400 units. And that Roadster was really uh, a way for Tesla to raise money in order to build a more affordable car and something that they can go into production at scale. And so they successfully, I mean, with a little hardship and some ups and downs, they successfully um, built the Roadster. Uh, they successfully raised the capital they needed. Uh, and then they built, they went on to build the Model S, the Model 3, the Model X, the Model Y. Um, those are all in production and they've sold millions and millions of units of those globally. Um, but there's also a new uh, truck that's coming out called the Cybertruck. If I'm not mistaken, there are about 3 million on order and it's expected to start production in 2023. And there is also a new uh, Tesla Roadster 2.0 that's coming out. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have something like a thousand on order and they're all fully paid for. Uh, the ticket price is $250,000. It's going to be the fastest um, uh, production car uh, that ever that was ever made. So um, the, you know, the, the, the production, the production ability of Tesla to build the cars that they're promising in the future with the current and future factories that they're building is definitely something that's doable. In the past, um, Elon Musk made some promises on delivery dates and failed, but he never made a promise about a product and didn't deliver on it. So all of the cars that are in production while they were late, they actually did um, you know, come to life and they're actually on the road today. Uh, the Cybertruck and the Roadster are delayed, uh, but uh, there's a very, very high likelihood that those two will be uh, available next year uh, or in 2024. Now, just to talk about the plan and the future of what's going on with the actual Tesla vehicles and what the longer term game plan is, I think this is really smart. So in the early days, uh, the cars were uh, powered by some sort of AI for their autopilot. Autopilot is basically the, you know, driver assist in the Tesla car. And um, that was the first, um, the first iteration was autopilot. And in AI, not to get too technical, but the AIs need to know the context of certain things. And so there is this concept called tagging. Uh, so an example would be like if the camera sees a stop sign, it needs to know it's a stop sign. So in the early days, they would actually have people manually labeling different, um, um, different you know, parts of a picture in order for the AI to really learn what things are. Um, as the technology advances with their neural nets and, and dojo, um, a lot of this labeling is going to happen automatically. The way the car learns is very, very different than the way it used to. So now that the technology is more advanced, Tesla has moved into the next iteration of the driver assist or autopilot. And that's something they call FSD or full self-driving. Now, full self-driving is still not um, fully there. And, um, you know, the regulators don't allow for uh, Tesla's to be built without steering wheels or for passengers to go to sleep while the car is driving. 
But the longer term plan and Tesla claims um, that they're getting there. And I I've spoken to and listened to a lot of owners of Tesla's that have FSD in their car. Um, and while, you know, the rules state that they have to have their hands on the steering wheel, people are claiming that the car is actually leaving their driveway, um, navigating through the roads, getting on on ramps and off ramps on highways, the lane changes and they're not doing anything. So FSD is very close to happening, um, but uh, it's not there yet. Now, once FSD um, is uh, you know fully there, and once FSD uh, Tesla starts releasing cars um, that have you know full self driving, what's going to happen is is those cars are going to be introduced as robo taxis as well. So there's going to be uh, fleets of Teslas that are um, capable of full self-driving. And what these cars are going to be able to do is for their owners is if let's say you are going to be at home between one o'clock and 4 p.m. tomorrow, you can schedule your car uh, with your Tesla mobile app to become a robo taxi in that period of time. And so if you're at home and your car is in robo taxi mode uh, at one o'clock, someone can call like an Uber uh, on the robo taxi, Tesla robo taxi network. Your car will automatically leave its driveway, drive, pick up the passenger, drop them off at their location. And the car can continue to make trips, picking up and dropping off passengers up until it's time for it to go back to your place because you need your car at 4 p.m. Um, and during that time between 1 and 4 p.m., your car is actually making money for you. So the car will operate as a, an income generator when you're not using it. This is also very good for the environment. Um, I think it also will make um, car ownership not that necessary. So I, I believe that people will always love driving cars, but I think people are going to rent cars and I think it's going to be more in the you know, uh, more of the, um, you know, racing and um, driving sports cars and things like that. Um, but for day-to-day -day commutes, um, the direction that this technology is going is going to be all autonomous driving. Um, and it gives you a huge benefit to be able to, you know, respond to emails and texts and speak on the phone or take a nap or read a book. Um, and so there is a tremendous amount of advantages that come with full self-driving. Now, being that Tesla is also a car company, as we just outlined, um, Tesla has introduced uh, insurance because whether a car has a driver or if it's full self-driving, you still need insurance because accidents can happen. And so Tesla started an insurance company. And the cool thing about the Tesla insurance is that they can, while people, while humans are still driving the car, they, through their technology, can really monitor how someone drives the vehicle. And they can have a true idea of the risks um, of the driver um, at the um, individual level. So, you know, currently when insurance companies, um, you know, set their rates, one of the things they'll do is they'll say, oh, uh, you're um, a male between the ages of 16 and 25, and you're driving a two-door sports car, and it's red, so you have a higher likelihood of going fast and potentially getting into an accident. 
And so they set the rate at a certain amount. But that doesn't really mean that every single person who's between that age, driving that type of car and that color is gonna be uh, prone to accidents. And so now with the technology that AI, uh, the AI technology that Tesla has in their vehicles, they're actually able to monitor the driving habits um, of the individual. And so the insurance can be much more tailored to the individual than some flat fee based on some de demographics that an actuary uh, thinks they figured out. And so insurance, I think, is a, a great place for Tesla to, um, to play a role. Uh, finally, the last type of company that I te think Tesla is, is a robotics company. So Tesla introduced um, a few shareholder agreements of shareholder meetings ago, or maybe it was a Tesla AI day. Uh, they introduced what they call the Tesla bot. Now the Tesla bot is a humanoid robot. So it's shaped like a human. Uh, it's got a head, it has shoulders and arms, it has a torso, it has legs. Um, and its uh, primary purpose is going to be initially for warehousing and, um, you know, warehouse type jobs. Um, but in the future, it's going to be an assistant for people. So imagine uh, people that need care, let's say the elderly, they need very specific care. And so they're going to have their companion humanoid robot called the Tesla bot that's going to be able to do all sorts of tasks for them. It'll help them, you know, get in and out of bed. It'll open doors for them. It can even bring you a drink or food. Um, and a lot of people say, hey, that's never going to happen, but it truly will. And Tesla is not going to flip a switch and produce that robot overnight. But what they are doing is they're starting out with the warehouses. So this is... Um, something that's the reality. What I'm going to say now is the reality. Um, so just take it for what it is. I know that there are, um, you know, different opinions on robots and AI and how it's going to change the world and maybe take away jobs, but that's a different conversation for now. What I really want to talk about is just the reality. And the reality is, is that these robots are going to replace warehouse workers to start. Uh, if you think about it, a warehouse worker, um, will get paid $50,000 a year. Um, they have sick days, they have paid vacation days, they have benefits, um, and there's training, um, and all sorts of other um, costs and expenses that companies pay uh, for these types of employees. Now, a Tesla bot can, be, can replace that worker and that Tesla bot is going to cost about $20,000. And that bot is going to be as simple as like, pick up the box, put some tape on it, throw a label, put it in this bin. Um, a $20,000 Tesla bot is going to be able to do that. And that Tesla bot is not going to have sick days. It's not going to need benefits. Um, and it may need a very, very, very low maintenance fee per year, per month. Um, and the thing can work 24-7. Um, and not complain and there won't be any, um, you know, unions or any other things that a lot of these companies have to deal with, um, causing their, um, expenses to go through the roof. So, um, I think that the Tesla bot 
in the early days is going to be really, really good for companies like Tesla, Amazon, and Walmart, and any other of the large companies that are doing fulfillment and doing all sorts of warehouse-type tasks. Um, but in the future, I think it's going to be something that uh, people are going to get for, you know, taking care of their children or at least overseeing the security of their children. Um, it'll be a potentially companion and also an assistant to all sorts of people, including the elderly. Um, I think that I made my case. So I would love to hear what you think of this episode. I'd love to hear what you think about every, you know, everything that I um, spoke about here and the way I look at Tesla as a company and why I believe that each one of these companies on their own, each one of these things on their own can be a company, yet they're all folded into this one company, Tesla, um, as their umbrella company. Tesla is taking all of these technologies and incorporating it into all of their different products. Uh, something I forgot to say is the Tesla bot is actually going to be using uh, the same AI and computer vision that the Tesla car uses um, on a smaller scale. And the reason the Tesla bot is designed as a humanoid robot is because the world we live in is designed for humans. So if you design a robot that's not like a human, it may not be able to navigate our world and our world is built for us. So think about doorways and stairwells and um, pathways and entranceways, uh, elevators, uh, seats, um, everything that we um, interact with in the world is built for humans. And so building a robot in the same form factor is actually a very clever uh, approach. Anyways, thank you so much for watching. Um, please uh, like and follow my episodes. And please, if I said anything here that you disagree with, or if I taught you something that you do agree with, I'd love to hear from you. So please DM me or comment on um, this video or audio file. Thanks for watching and listening, and I hope to see you next week. Bye for now.